Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Josh Neighbors here on the Neighborhood Watch. Not everybody got to see our power rankings that came out yesterday on the show with Robbie Triana because we talked about Gonzaga joining the Big 12 Conference. So, re-racking the power rankings with Robbie and should Kansas State go with Will Howard or Avery Johnson at quarterback K-State shirt on today K-State conversation coming up in the show as well hope you all enjoy Robbie and I breaking into the power rankings also make sure you follow us on Twitter at NWPod365 you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore as well. Make sure I'll like the video, subscribe to the channel, and more. I tried to do my Big 12 power rankings this week, Robbie. It got very, very challenging. It, it was it was it was really hard. Yeah, good like, luck. Was, this league is it bad. was really hard because yeah. the issue also is too, where do I factor in head to heads? Uh, which was like the big issue I was having across the board on this thing. So these rankings, they're not good. I just, I, I literally did a off the top of my head ranking. I acknowledge they are bad. All right. I just want everybody to acknowledge with me that they are bad, but here's the thing. It's like, I, I guess I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm doing this. Okay. Neutral field. If these teams are playing, who am I taking? That's kind of how I'm viewing this. All right, so that's why I have Oklahoma and Texas at number one and two. I am putting Kansas State at number three. They were quickly out of my top five. They are now back in my top five. And you and I talked before the show, and we believe potentially the most compelling question in the Big 12 currently is, does, does, K, does K-State stick with Avery Johnson at quarterback? Is that the move they need to make? Last week, he has an amazing game. He rushes for five touchdowns up against Texas Tech. And Will Howard, obviously, I guess the complete boot, but like it, it was better off when they had Avery Johnson in the game. My question this week, Robbie, was is, is that always going to be the case? Does that work in every matchup? Or did that really just work against Texas Tech? Like, is this something that when K-State plays Texas, does this make the most sense? 
Should they run two quarterbacks against Texas? Should it be Will Howard against Texas? And mind you, Will Howard did not play well against Oklahoma State. And I'd say, hey, Josh, Oklahoma State, why aren't they higher or whatever? You lost by 27 points against uh, uh, South Alabama. You still get penalized for that. I'm sorry, Oklahoma State. You are still having to live that one down. Uh, and you lost to Iowa State right after that, too. And I'm not sure Iowa State's very good. So, um, yeah, like th that's why the rankings are confusing right now. But K-State at number three, Robbie, your thoughts about that, your thoughts about the Will Howard versus the long, stringy hair of one Avery Johnson. Yeah, this is a very strange thing that's happening because Will Howard, I think, going in, he was my preseason Big 12 player of the year, and he was someone I really thought could make a lot of noise when it came to the NFL draft. That has not panned out this year. And when you look at you know what suits Kansas State's offense the best, Right now, I do think it's Avery Johnson, just because if you have a dynamic quarterback like that who can do what he does with his feet, but also has the ability to pass, I think that helps out Kansas State's running back so much more. I think that helps up DJ Giddens, and it helps up Treshawn Ward. If the defense is constantly focused on this quarterback, you might be leaving these weapons out. And honestly, I do not think Kansas State's wideouts or wide receivers, besides like Ben Sinnott, have a lot to offer me. And that's where, like, I do think right now, I think if I was Kansas State and Chris Kleiman, I think you have to roll with Avery Johnson. Like, he just had five rushing touchdowns, the first freshman to ever do that. Like, I think that is something that you kind of have to roll with. But I do think Kansas State is the most compelling and interesting team in the league right now outside of maybe Oklahoma, as in can they keep their pace? But Kansas State, to me, is a team that we had very high expectations for them. And then they have two crazy losses. The one against Missouri, I know you are a Missouri grad, but I do think Kansas State should have won that. And the fact that Missouri won I it agree. with one of the most miraculous field goals maybe in college history um, is incredible. And then you look at the one against Oklahoma State, that's just Will Howard laying an absolute egg. That was a very winnable game for Kansas State. And I do think talent-wise, they should be the number three team in the league right now. But I think identity, like, that is so key. And you have Avery Johnson. And I do believe he is now running the true Colin Klein offense of, like, this is what I did as a quarterback. I right. want you to do this now. And I do think the strength of that team right now on offense is the running backs. And if you have a quarterback like Avery Johnson who can do things with his legs and, like, confuse the defense, like, I do think that is the route for them moving forward. But putting them number three right now kind of makes sense, even though I don't know if the rec has – deserve that yeah you know it's it's i mean like i think i think you're right talent wise but like besides ben Sennett, and i and i've been saying this i don't think ben Sennett should be the most open receiver on your team that's a problem that tells me other guys are not getting wide open you know and, and we talked about the guys they brought in to right like there's some players they brought in in the receiving core they thought would really help them out they have not um but offensive line wise and then running back wise like Treshawn ward dj giddens avery johnson you pair them up too with the offensive line. That should be a really good rushing attack. And so I, I think because of that, like I don't think Will Howard's bad now. I don't, you know, I think he's played poorly recently. I don't think he is just straight up bad. And he did move the ball a bunch on Missouri, but to go back and watch the Missouri game, it's not like there are a lot of guys who are open. If you go back to watch the Oklahoma state game, it's not like there are a lot of guys who were open. So I think it is Avery Johnson right now. I don't feel like super, super confident in it, but I think you do have to roll with the hot hand in some ways, and it's really interesting because they play TCU this week. Um, I have West Virginia, though, at four. I didn't dock them a whole lot for the loss. 
just because it was like a last second loss. And I mean, because so you'll see, I still have I still have Houston at twelve. Um, I didn't really move them up because it was a last second win off a of hail mary, and they still gave it up in the end. And you know, like West Virginia, like you know, I had some movement above them and around them, but I did not want to move them, so I have them there. Kansas, I still have at five. I still think Kansas is a top five team. Back a quarterback threw for five touchdowns. They could not run the ball to strength of their team. So I was like, you know what? Not going to dock them too much. Iowa State at six. Got to give Matt Campbell some credit. You have to. Uh, and then I have Oklahoma State at seven because Iowa State did recently beat Oklahoma State. But also, too, Oklahoma State's making a push right now. If they were to play on a neutral field, I would probably favor Oklahoma State, but it would be close. It would be close. So they recently played, and that's why I gave, you know, if we're going head-to-head at 4-1 spot, that's why I'm giving Iowa State the nod over Oklahoma State. So, Robbie, on that bottom part, the 4 through 7, West Virginia at 4, KU at 5, Iowa State at 6, Oklahoma State at 7. What stands out the most to you about those rankings, and do you have any really big qualms with it? Because it's it's kind of just a – uh, I just kind of mix them up and see where everybody where everybody falls. Yeah, there's a team on there that if I were to put money to either become that number three team or somehow find a way with losses and miraculous thing miraculous things happen to make the Big Twelve title game, if they were to if Oklahoma or Texas were to stumble, which I honestly do not think right now, I think they're just very much above the rest of the team in this conference. I'm looking at Oklahoma State, and I can't believe I'm saying this just because there was times with whatever was going on with their quarterback situation. You're like, what is going on? I don't know like why we're running with your son or why we're running with Rangel. Like you have this guy and Alan Bowman and last game, I really do think against Kansas, you see all of these awesome players kind of emerge in that offense that we kind of were hoping this entire time. Brennan Presley is a player. I think that is so dynamic and one of the best wide receivers in this league. He finally actually got to do something. And then Ollie Gordon had a performance of a lifetime for them. So that's where Oklahoma State, to me, is one I'm watching very closely because I finally think they understand, all right, let's give Alan Bowman the ball, but also the rest of their schedule, in my opinion, may be the easiest in the entire Big 12 right now. You have at West Virginia. Okay, that's a difficult game right now because West Virginia, you know, is playing better than we thought. But I am also not exactly sold on West Virginia just yet. I think they've played above expectation, but I do not think they are among the best in the conference because of that. Then you play Cincinnati, in my opinion, is the worst team in the Big 12. Like, I I think just a bad team right now. We'll find out this week because they play Baylor. It's the real week, butt man. bowl right there is uh, Cincinnati-Baylor. I know <laughs> Baylor-Texas Tech, but no, it's yeah, the real I, butt bowl. Uh, then they play yeah. Bedlam, but they played at home. And right now, I would give Oklahoma the advantage there. But if Oklahoma State wins that game, that's incredible. And their last three games are a godsend from Brett Yormark to Mike Gundy. At UCF, at Houston, home for BYU. There is no team, new four team, that has necessarily made me happy or made me think, you know what, that team is really good this year. Like, I think BYU has been the best of the bunch, but also they just laid an absolute egg against TCU and does not know how to run the football whatsoever and offensively has been way too up and down all year. If I were to have a team out of those two, you know, sneak and be that number three team or maybe a big 12 title team, it would be Oklahoma state right now. And I cannot believe I'm saying that. 
Yeah, you know, and Ollie Gordon might. I mean, he is a star, right? He looks like a star, and I, I, I think they're going to ride him this week uh, as well too. Because here's the thing: like Alan Bowman, like I, I, I was arguing. Let's let's just go with Garrett Rangel because I didn't think they'd be very good this year, and I was wrong on that front because I was like, I want to see what Garrett Rangel has. Alan Bowman at least has the experience, and their schedule's been easy enough to where like, okay, it makes sense. Now, in games like this week, and even you saw some against K-State, like they they can't really rely on him to beat anybody. Kansas, you can't because their defense isn't very good. But like, I'm not sure Alan Bowman's going to go out there and beat in Oklahoma for me uh, and some other schools as well. But once again, the schedule's pretty easy. So Ollie Gordon's kind of the key for them. Uh, you know, and, and I'm just happy also too. like, this might be Iowa State's high point, so I'm just glad to put them up there at number six right now yes. because Matt Campbell has done another masterful – like. You know, I think our guy John Kurtz put it out on Twitter the other day. He said, "Look, I'm not sure how high his ceiling is, but I know his floors. You know, as as far as floors go, pretty high." And then TCU, TCU, you know, so frustrating, so frustrating. And I'm wondering now, with Josh Hoover, if they're able to put a lot of what happened behind them now and move forward, because it seems like at the quarterback spot, one guy is inspiring a bit more belief and from what i've been told uh i think folks i think folks on that team might might like josh hoopers i know it's kind of a weird thing to say i think guys like might like him a little bit more yeah and uh shout out to sunny dykes man he just loves him chandler morris like have a friend or a partner in life that loves you as much as sunny dykes loves chandler morris and hey chandler morris is a good quarterback but his he's just way too inconsistent or doesn't do enough at one thing good enough to like be that much of a game breaker but i think what tcu's offense has shown against that game against byu is they're gonna air it out josh hoover 58 attempts against byu his first start i think kendall bryles is like all right we're gonna just air you out and i think that is where the offense should be going because last year even though max duggan had quentin johnson and a lot of other pieces I think that was a team that was run first because you had Max Duggan that was able to take off. And then you had Kendra Miller in the backfield along with Imani DiMarcado, which are now both running backs in the NFL that actually play somewhat of a good amount. But this year, I think TCU is a team with really good wide receiver core. I like J.P. Richardson a whole lot. Savion Williams yeah. is very good as well. And that's a team that like you have them eighth on their power ranking. I think I might have them a little bit higher. I don't mm-hmm. know where exactly or who they would jump. But TCU is a team to me that I still think is among the best in the Big 12 this year. I don't know if that says a lot of good things about the Big 12, just because I think there's so much kind of crap this year in the Big 12 when you look at the yeah. bottom half. Like we 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 said this league was deep from top to bottom. This year is not that. I do think there are just straight up bad teams in the league this year. Um, but TCU to me is one that I can actually somewhat. Uh, believe is good um so tcu frustrating start to the year but i i can see that team you know still finishing with with eight wins at the end of the year just because i'm kind of high on what josh hoover showed against byu a byu defense that i think has played better than expectation this year um so that's a team to watch uh for and if you go back to chandler morris like stop just just stop Um, you have you have this guy you have this guy You've had two guys the last two years. Uh, yes. A-State, Texas Tech are next up for for them. So, And then they also have – this This is the hard part for TCU. At K-State, they've at Texas Tech, they've got Baylor, they got, um, uh, Texas in the road. Baylor at home, which appears to be a bit of a break, and then at Oklahoma. 
So uh, have fun, TCU. Uh, ha- have fun with the rest of that schedule. All right, Robbie, where can folks find you and all of your work and its variety? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Triano Kid. I post random Big 12 things that I love very much. I love talking with you, Josh. Uh, this is a blast and more news to come. More news to come for our guy, Robbie. Robbie, we appreciate your time. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Talk soon, man.